I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm a truthican. And the truth, as I see it, is that we've been divided in this country by design by people who benefit from that division. And it's not going to turn out well for 99% of us unless we all come together as one human race, realize we have all the power, and tell the establishment to go fuck themselves. Before Trump won, then everybody was like, these election machines are all fucked up. They shouldn't be connected to the internet. And why are there computers inside them when they just got a count shit? But then Biden won, and they were like, no, they're fine now. If you're not smart enough to be my friend, fuck you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Truth Again Podcast, episode 63, with my good buddy Mike Baldwin, your other host there, that handsome fella in the blue. Um, we are two professional stand-up comedians, if you're not familiar with this show, and we believe that the deep state is real, and that the election was stolen, and that Trump is the best chance we have person ever (laughs) and the best chance we have to turn this country into uh, what the founding fathers intended it to be and if you're not down with that you might not like this podcast but if you listen for a little while you might understand why we believe those things and uh, get on board with the truth um, at least how we see it so welcome to the show and uh how you doing today mike i'm good i'm excited for uh I, I don't know when we're we're recording this on Thursday. Hopefully we'll post it on Friday. So I'm excited for tonight because uh, I'm going to be on Quite Frankly, which is uh, uh, sort of a news show, sort of like a uh, just like a podcast sort of talking about whatever stuff, but then also gets deep into the conspiracy side of things and and interviews somebody super interesting almost every night and i get to be one of those people and you can show this little clip right there if you want this is the first time that i've actually seen him say my name on the show uh so i made this little thing as a promo or whatever it's only like 10 seconds okay but that you're recording it tonight uh no we're doing it live uh friday night um so I don't know what day I'm supposed to pretend it is. I remember when I would work uh, in Indianapolis back in the day. What was the radio show they had? The Bob and, the Bob and Tom Bob show. Bob and Tom, yeah. And they were like syndicated nationwide. So they were always very adamant. Like, whatever you do, don't make any local jokes. Don't say that we're in Indianapolis. And uh, they would always get mad at that. And I don't really know, understand why. But they were like, we want everybody to feel like we're right there in their town or some bullshit. But anyway, so this is not live what you and I are doing. And we are recording this on Thursday. I'm going to be on, quite frankly, on Friday night. But if we don't post this until Friday, then I'm going to be on, quite frankly, tonight, which is Friday. Yeah, well, that's awesome. I've seen a little bit of his show enough to know that I like it. And uh, is Bob and Tom not a thing anymore? I'm pretty sure they're still a thing, but I just uh, I they're not affiliated with the, the club that I work out there. They're, I'm sure they get people from Helium Comedy Club on there all the time. But OK, Crackers isn't in with Bob and Tom, I guess. I don't know. Well, I'll just go ahead and say it. I never cared for doing that show anyway. It was always like super, um, at least now I probably wouldn't care. But back in the day, it was like, you're going to be on Bob and Tom. It's a big deal. And they give you all these rules you couldn't do and things you couldn't say. And you had to have all these lead in questions. And uh, I don't know. I just never, I never felt comfortable. And then as soon as like you'd be recording and they would be acting like they cared about you and whatever. And then as soon as like it was a commercial 
all of a sudden I was, they just acted like I wasn't even there. It was very awkward. I never cared for it. Yeah. I did it once or twice. And, uh, one time I did it and I bragged about it on Facebook and all that stuff and was like really excited about it. And then that morning they had like a surprise call in from Louis CK or something like that. And, and so I literally just sat in the studio with everybody and just listened to the whole show going on around me. Then some like NASCAR guy did a call in or something. There were all these surprises and uh, they were like, oh, and uh, Mike Baldwin's here. And so I got to talk for like five seconds and they were like, all right, go see Mike at the whatever. And it was just stupid and weird. And they were like, oh, man, sorry. Like all these surprises. We hope to have you back soon. And that was eight years ago. So we'll see. Yeah, I did it a few times. One time I did it with John Leguizamo, which at the time I thought was cool, but I've seen I've since seen him talk about like politics and stuff and he's a super woke idiot and uh plus he did a one man show which I always feel like is like the most um kind of pretentious thing a person can do is like this is my one man show and I'm going to do every character in the in the in the show and it was just like come on get over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, that's bad for the, the comedy business in general. It's like if you do a one man show, you're taking a, a week of work away from two comedians who could be your your host and your your feature act. Well, this wasn't I don't even believe it was stand up necessarily. It was just uh, it was almost like a play, but he was the only character. And it yeah, was just I, like, I think I know what you're talking about. I don't yeah. I never had anything against him. And he's good in John Wick. I'm pretty sure that's him. Right. As like the yeah. like mechanic guy. Well, fuck, he must have made a deal with the devil because he's he's never aged. I mean, he was in he's been in movies since he was like a teenager. He still looks uh -huh. the exact same, and I know he's gotta be like freaking 60. Um he's probably I, injecting baby blood or whatever they do. Adrenochrome. Yeah, I I don't know. I can't say I have anything against him, but I've seen some of his political rantings, and I'm like, you're part of the problem and you don't even realize it. You you you're one of those people that think you're like doing the country a favor with all this progressive crap. And it would be if that's what it was about, but it's not, and you can't see it and you're just annoying for it. And one time I did it with Greg Hahn, who is a great comedian. Do you know Greg Hahn? Uh-huh. He's like the fastest paced comedian there probably is. And I'm like one of the slower paced comedians. And so the first segment was pretty good. And then they brought him in and he's just like screaming jokes the whole time. And I couldn't get a word in edgewise and it was mm. just fucking stupid. But yeah, um, that does suck. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff going on. I've got a show coming up November 22nd at the Kansas City Improv. It's still three weeks, weeks away, but we've got about half the tickets sold. I would love to sell it out and turn it into a special uh, of my own. And uh, my little boy's birthday is coming up this next Wednesday. It's going to be his fifth birthday. Uh, Mike's going to be on quite frankly, his special is coming out on December 8th, which will be here before you know it. Yeah. And, uh, it's all very exciting stuff. Let's play this quick real clip real quick from, uh, quite frankly, the promo you've got. We also have comedian Mike Baldwin coming on the show on Friday night. I think Matt is really going to like Mike. I don't know what we're going to talk about yet, but I'll talk to him soon and we'll get that all worked out. Uh, on Saturday, set the charge, my band, we're going to. That's it. I I thought about making it like five minutes long because just listening to him talk is interesting to me. But I just wanted to get the point out there and that was it. So I made it 10 seconds. But yeah, and my specials coming out on December 8th. Um, 
I'm going to try to, I want to show you my album cover, if I can find it here. I don't know how to get to it from my computer. I posted it on, oh, Facebook.com slash comedian Mike Baldwin. It's going to make me sign in. Well, that's pretty cool that you're on there. Will he care if you pimp our podcast? Uh, no, I wouldn't think so. Well, try to oh, do that. I, will it let me share my screen? I think we've been through this before. I'm pretty sure you've done it before. Yeah, but I did it when there. Is that popping up? Yep. That's my album cover. It's pretty sweet. See Number the, one it, top selling best comedy special ever. And if you look on the little UFO, that's my little ninja guy that's been on my ninjas hate crunchy leave shirt for the last 15 years or whatever. And I was like, uh, yeah, throw him on top of the UFO. (laughs) So Uh, that's got to be one of the best selling T-shirts of all time, dude. I mean, I sell a lot of them. It's a good shirt. It's I've I explain it to every comedian the same way, which is like. People can buy it for their kids. They can buy it for their grandparents and everything in between. Anybody can wear it to school. Nobody's going to be like, turn that inside out. I remember I had a shirt that said it had like the wheel of fortune thing on it. And it said, go fuck yourself. But like all of the vowels were missing. And it just said, would you like to buy a vowel at the bottom? And I remember I had to turn that shirt inside out at school because it had bad words on it. But I was like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't have bad words on it. And they were like, it's implying that they're bad words. Yeah, people probably know, but I used to sell a t-shirt up until April that said, it just said, go fuck yourself. And I bet I sold that shirt for 17, 15 to 17 years. And I, I don't know how much money I made off it, but a lot. And Why don't uh, you anymore? Because uh, I have a little boy and I'm just trying to... Uh, mm. I don't know. I, I just didn't want to put that image out. I didn't want to put that out in the universe anymore. Um, so now my shirt that says Jesus loves you, even if I think you're the worst, that sells pretty well too. So I'm happier selling that one. And it seems like people are more comfortable buying that. Um, so yeah, but I sold a ton of them. Um, and I don't think a lot of people, I think a lot of people would wear it and just like put it in their drawer and they would never wear it, but I sold a ton of them. But I've worn it to like bars when I was drinking and you could see people like getting pissed off. I'm like, it's not necessarily to you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Go fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You dude, I made this shirt for you. Just hoping I'd run into you tonight. Uh, what is this video here? Is this something we want to play now or we, we yeah, it's it's another short thing. It's just a funny thing that I saw and I figured we'd throw all the funny in the beginning of the show. Okay. Do, speaking of funny, do you have that video I sent you that made me laugh so much? Uh oh, no. But Damn it. we can get it if you want to. <laughs> I can screen share it or whatever. Dude, that I know that was. It's like turned out to be fake or whatever. It's from a from a um, sketch comedy show. But holy shit, that was making me laugh. I thought something was gonna pop in my neck. I was laughing so hard. Uh, but yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll yeah, watch I this fa- video. I found it. We can. We can watch it whenever you're ready. But yeah, watch this one real quick. Okay. Oh, nice tits. I mean, shot. Nice shot. (laughs) 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 
you can tell that they've staged it, but it's still funny. It made me laugh. Yeah. Speaking of staged videos, this would be a good time to bring this up. I think it's funny that there's so many outrage videos like on Instagram and they're clearly not real, you know, like, and it kind of bothers me because aren't there enough things to get legitimately pissed off about than making like, like, give me an example. What's a fake outrage that people are. Well, there's this one right now where this, uh, this transgender person is going around and they're getting mad because the waiter's not calling them she, her, whatever. Oh, yeah. I don't pay any attention to those, dude. That's that's somebody. That's my definition of somebody being a circus. And I don't like fucking circuses if I'm not at the circus. Like, don't make life about you. That It, it pisses me off. And it's not just a trans thing. It's anything, you know? When people yeah. are like, as a woman, and it's like, no, you don't get to just have a feeling of half the earth just because you're you happen to be a certain way or whatever like we're all individuals like quit being a fucking asshole yeah and you can always you can just always tell and a lot of them are racially motivated which i'm like isn't isn't the country been divided enough by race over the last few years oh that brings up a really interesting point before we get into more funny stuff um that i hadn't even thought about or planned on talking about but have you heard about the court docs coming out that say that George Floyd did not die of the knee on the neck, that he had an overdose and like they have evidence of it. And they just, they yeah. basically, yeah. I mean, I heard that during the trial though, cause they had multiple, uh, whatever they're called coroners go in and do their thing. So like the, the prosecution had their coroner that was like, Oh, he was strangled to death by a knee. And then they had this other coroner in there that was like, no dude, but like that came out during the trial, which was when in 2020 or early 21 or something like that. Like okay. all that stuff was out there then. I don't know why it's getting more appeal now or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it said then like he didn't have any damage to his neck. He oh, he had uh, like uh, I don't remember the number, but multiple times the legal limit of fentanyl in his system, plus like weed and caffeine and shit that doesn't matter and. Uh, but fentanyl alone, I mean, that can kill you. And you see him in the in the body cam video, like throw something into his mouth. I don't know if that was ever verified or not, but so it seems like he what they were like, get out of the car. And he was like, all right, I'm on my way out and just like put his drugs in his mouth. And that's probably what killed him was just eating all of that at once to try to hide it from the police. But I could be wrong. Well, I've said this before, but. I think that they're just setting the stage personally because I think they're probably going to end up overturning it or giving him a lighter sentence or letting him out completely. Mm -hmm. and, and it'll be at a very strategic time, uh, like right before the election or something, and the whole country will burn down. And so many people will be, they won't even put the two and two together. I'm like, don't you see, you know, again, it's all, and it might not even happen, but. If it does, it'll be one of those things where, like, can't you see they've saved this shit until the perfect time to release it? And then they'll be like, oh, yeah, we got to let Derek Chauvin out. And people will be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, then us, oh, so we're not going to have an election because the country's burning down or and it'll be right around the time, you know, and then they'll have a nine, a scare event or something like 9-11 or or something. 
Um, there will definitely be something. I have no doubt about that. And I think, yeah, the Derek Chauvin thing is probably part of all of it. It, it, I think about that when I'm looking at uh, what the House of Representatives has been doing the past couple months, because they started getting into looking into the Bidens. I mean, they still are. There's the Oversight Committee and all that with, uh, what's his name, uh, Comer, James Comer, working on all that stuff. But, like, they were catching a little momentum there, and then they kicked Kevin McCarthy out. And then they had to spend all that time, like, finding a new guy and all that, and and during that time, like they could have been doing Biden related shit and or at least focusing more on it. And they weren't. And so I look at that and I think, all right, this like there's a date for when they need to be like, all right, here's the irrefutable evidence. They've already posted screenshots of two checks written to Joe Biden by his family members, both of which said loan repayment in the notes line one of them was like two hundred thousand dollars the other one was like forty thousand dollars and they both were written to joe biden like days after one of the family members had some deal with china that was worth 10 times that amount so when he wrote biden a four hundred thousand dollar check he had just gotten four million dollars from whatever bohai harvesting or some bullshit some chinese thing and when she wrote uh, or what did I say? A $200,000 check. He got $2 million. She wrote him a $40,000 check and she'd got like $400,000 from whatever it's, I don't know. It's interesting, but it's none of it is like irrefutable proof, you know? Cause like they could easily just say like, no, they, he loaned him some money. They paid him back, but yeah. it, we're getting closer and closer every day. And, and so the, People that look at Biden and say that he's squeaky clean is, are delusional. But it, on the other hand, I'm sure they say the same thing when I say that about Trump. But if Trump wasn't squeaky clean, he would be in prison right now. That's the only reason that he's not is because they literally can't find anything that he did that was definitively illegal. That's why they're trying all this court bullshit. Uh, well, he put a document where he wasn't supposed to. And it's like, throw them in the slammer. And But they have all this other evidence of other people putting documents where they're not supposed to. And they're like, eh, it's a mistake. They can deal with it in their own time. No need to get the law involved. Right. W weren't there also 82, wasn't it revealed recently that 82,000 emails have been discovered with, excuse me, Joe Biden's uh, pseudonyms on them, like all his different uh, fake yes. names that he used? Yes, he communicated with his son and uh, others using a, a fake email addresses. So they weren't connected to his .gov or whatever, like Joe Biden at the president or, or senator or whatever. Yeah, no, just secret emails. And there's tens of thousands of them. And we haven't seen any of them yet. They've just told us that they exist. Yeah, I mean, if you don't, if you need any more proof that there's a two-tier justice system, you know, you've got the former president who, under the Presidential Records Act, I believe it's called, he had the right to have all the shit he had, essentially, and the stuff that they found about Joe Biden, they found it when he was a senator, when he was the vice president, um, and now Correct. that it's com coming out that you know, since that he is, since he is the president or whatever. Um, 
but yeah, it, it's it's absolutely if you don't see it if you don't see it by now, like we say all the time, it's just because you don't want to and you hate Trump. But you, yeah, I, I've said this a zillion times. You need to fucking get over that because. It, Trump wants to bring the country back to what it what it used to be or what it could be, what it never actually came to fruition. You know, America never fully matriculated into what it could have been um, and, and hasn't as of yet. You know, still the greatest country in the world, but could be a lot better. Can I, I, I just looked this up and it doesn't have a definitive answer, but it's interesting to think uh, if a president is allowed to pardon themselves that would be something cool that I would like to see happen because obviously if they're doing it by the plan or whatever, then Biden would first pardon himself for all of this shit. And then Republicans would go crazy about it. And then everybody would go, no, no, it's okay. Presidents can pardon themselves. And then Trump gets back in, of course. And, but that's also interesting because he doesn't have anything to pardon himself over. Like, I think all of these court things are going to go his way, a.k.a. our way. But a, a lot of them, like the thing in, uh, they're doing a thing in Colorado. I don't know if it's in Denver itself or if it's somewhere else in Colorado, but they're trying to keep him off of the ballot for president in Colorado for the 2024 election. Trump? And, yes, because of insurrection shit and whatever. And they're not doing it jury style. It's just one judge that gets to decide it. And this lady has donated to like, you know, beat Trump packs or whatever and donated to different things to, I don't know, support him being charged with shit and all of that stuff. You can look up the exact specifics. That's <laughs> well, This show ain't about specifics. We're about general overarching. But there's video of that judge being like, some people have asked me to recuse myself because of this and that, but they're not taking into account that like I can make my own decisions and stuff, and so I'm not gonna. And yeah, it was, it's fucking it's super It's absurd! <laughs> But it's that absurd. just it tells me definitively that he's the only person that can like save America. Otherwise, they wouldn't try this hard to not get to let him try to save America, you know? Yeah. I mean, how is that not a conflict of interest? They're like, no, I can separate my personal feelings for no, you can't. Not right. in this situation. She's got like her picket sign next to her. Like, all right, and uh, the robe is off, and now fuck Trump. Let's go march in the street. It says here, can the president pardon himself? The Constitution grants an absolute unilateral pardon power to the president for federal offenses. So does that mean that that to me says he can? Yeah, but that's that just means that you can't pardon yourself for state offenses. So that's what most of these things are that they're charging Trump with. It's like the state of Georgia versus or the county of Fulton or whatever. And then like New York versus Trump, none of them are federal, except for maybe the one that uh, what's the guy, Jack Smith. He's like the special counsel or whatever. That's a federal thing. But he's also not the current president. So that wouldn't matter anyway. Right. As far as Trump goes. Uh, correct. But I mean, he could. It, it's possible that some of this stuff could still be ongoing after the election. OK, Um where should we go to next? We should probably talk about... Um, you want to watch this guy laughing at the laugher guy? Yeah, I am. Well, well, let's 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 talk about... Is, a, 
You want to watch it now? Yeah, let's just get it out of the way. I think that it's it's good to have some humor in this show. It'll keep people still watching. Okay. All right. Um, I made it full screen. Is that full screen for you? Probably. My wife sent me this the other night, and I was sitting in my car up in front of my hotel because uh, I forgot my charger. So I'm just sitting in my car like an asshole with my car running to charge my phone, and she sent me this, and I laughed my ass off. I'm going to try. This says six minutes. I'm going to try to just find. Can you see it? Yeah. Oh, shit. What did I do? Why did it stop? I don't know. Can you pause it real quick? It well, is. Just, just okay. So, just so people know, because we're not going to watch the entire thing. This guy is. A, it turned out this is, this is not real, but it's, a, it's from a sketch comedy show, and the guy is interviewing people who've had their vocal cords damaged, and Ooh. he start, starts laughing. He can't stop. So, there you go. Because we're not going to watch the whole six minutes. Het was een programma dat controversies teweeg bracht. Het, uh, het was een live programma. Het werd met argusogen gevolgd. Ik wist van zodra ik een misstap zou begaan, ja, dat ik eraan zou gaan. En uh, tijdens mijn programma over medische blunders liep het behoorlijk fout. Wat is er precies gebeurd bij jou, Marijke? Uh, ik ben opgenomen voor een goedaardig spel. Ik ben geopereerd en mijn, uh, mijn humeurtjes geraakt. We komen zo dadelijk bij jou terug. Uh, Valer, jij ging naar het ziekenhuis voor een eenvoudige behandeling. Ja, wat, wat, wat was dat uh, precies? Excuseer. Uh, ik heb dus enorm veel last van uh, keelontstekingen. Mm-hmm. En dat had blijkbaar te maken met mijn amandelen. Met uw amandelen. En mijn dokter heeft me dus aangeraden om een operatie te laten gebeuren. En met dit als gevolg. Valair was mismeesterd aan zijn stembanden. En toen hij mij aansprak, ja, er kwam zo'n gek geluid uit. Ik moest zo ontzettend lachen. Maar ik wist natuurlijk van, ik mag hier niet lachen. Ik mag hier niet lachen. Dus ik probeerde mijn lach in te houden. Maar hoe meer ik mij probeerde te concentreren op, mij, op de ernst, ja, hoe, hoe meer ik voelde van, dit hou ik hier niet uit, dit hou ik niet uit. Het, 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 was, het was afschuwelijk. Marijke, jij had een normaal leven daarvoor. En toen plots kom je uit narcose en dan merk je dat het leven niet meer hetzelfde zal zijn. Hoe reageer je daar dan op? Ja, uh, eerst met heel veel ongeloof. Ongeloof is eigenlijk het juiste woord. <laughs> ongeloof is eigenlijk het juiste woord wat lijken hier hanteert. Dat, dat was bij mij dus ook mijn eerste gewaarwording. Dat ik dacht, dat, dat kan niet. Dat, uh, dat mag dat... Excuseer. Excuseer. Excuseer, dames en heren. Dus, uh, je probeert dan terug uh, je toekomst. Sorry, echt. Sorry. Excuseer, dames en heren. Dat betekent ook dat je bijvoorbeeld uh, ja, seksualiteit uh, ook een... Uh, groot probleem bijvoorbeeld wordt. Ja, mijn vriend heeft het gewoon uh, 
Als je met seks omgaat, is het niet alleen het fysieke dat telt, maar ook soms de, de lieve woordjes. Ja. Ja, ik vind dat dit echt niet kan worden gedronken. Nee, nee, maar we moeten, moeten we nu nog antwoorden of niet? Want, want... Ja, dat is echt een zwijgend liever. Excuseer, dank Excuseer, excuseer. Ik ben thuis bij de excuses voor. Ik, ik, um, we hadden een, een, een vraag uit het publiek uh, aan de. Ja, meneer, je had uh, een, een, een opmerking. Een, een... Ik heb het zelf. Ja! Ik ben eigenlijk bij een vrij eenvoudige ingreep ook gekwetst geraakt aan de stem, aan de stem van. Maar. Ik vind het vrij ergerlijk, meneer. Er gaat u een half uur om uitgenodigd te worden vlak in het Excuse me. Uh, I, I went ahead and stopped it. I, I didn't. I forgot that it was in uh, that it, that a lot of it was subtitles. So if you're just listening to that, it probably wasn't near as funny. But um, but you've probably heard it before, and it probably was funny just because you knew exactly what we were watching. But. Yeah, I remember I lived it with uh, my friend Austin in like 2009 or something. And I remember me and him laughing our asses off at that on his like he still had a computer with a fat back on it. You know, like that was back in those days still when we had a big fat computer. Anyway, yeah, that's it's old, but it's good. That was one of the original like is this real or not sort of things. And I still am not sure if it is, but based on like the audience there and their non-reaction to everything, I feel like it's, it's all a sketch, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'd never, I didn't see, I hadn't seen the part either with the guy explaining um, the host explaining what all was going on, but um, mm -hmm. there's nothing better than trying not to laugh. I remember my wife and I laughing at something in church um, a few years ago, before Micah was even born, we started laughing at something and it was like such an inappropriate time to be laughing and we just could not stop. <laughs> and <laughs> there's nothing better, dude. Yeah. One of my best memories is me and my grandma and one of the two of my sisters. And I can't ever remember which one, but we were at a funeral. Uh, one of my grandma's sisters or something died and, uh, and yeah same thing we just were laughing at something and the fact that we knew we weren't supposed to laugh just made us all laugh that much more people were sneering at us and shit and we were all just like rocking back and forth like hugging each other just laughing our asses <laughs> off it was great man i don't laugh enough because i forget uh how good laughing does make you feel like if that's what we bring to people, I feel like God is going to let us off on some shit. <laughs> yeah. I went back and watched, uh, I saw a random clip from the show Louie on FX and, uh, and dude, like I had to pause my phone and like catch my breath just because it was making me laugh so much. That show was so good. And yeah. all you can, you can't get it on anything now, except for if you go to Louie's website and, 
and pay like $25, then you get like all however many seasons of it. But yep. If you look up like just best of on YouTube, Louie on FX, then it'll give you a good 10 minutes of quality chuckles. Yeah. I love that show too. And uh, I get too jaded sometimes about comedy and, and all that stuff, but I got to remember that that people came out to laugh and that's what it's mainly about. And or it's all about, especially for them. And uh, um, I've been trying to talk about more serious stuff in my act. Like this last few shows I did in Oregon, excuse me, I was talking about nine 11 and, and I was able to start out with some jokes about it and then make a few like serious points and then make jokes about it. And I've been working on that for literally years and sometimes I'll just do like the three jokes I have or whatever. But lately I've been doing a lot better job of like, cause I feel myself whenever I talk about that particular topic, especially my throat gets kind of tight and my heart starts beating funny mm-hmm. because I'm talking about something that means something to me, but I also don't want to come off as like preachy, you know, cause there's nothing worse than someone preaching about something and you're just like, yeah, fuck off, you know, but uh, but people were coming up to me afterwards and like thanking me and, and, uh, and it was cool. And I, I hope to continue to do that. And I hope to really nail it on that show that I do November 22nd. It's going to be hard cause there's going to be a lot of friends and family there. And I don't want them to be like, what's he doing now? He's been killing for 40 minutes. Why is he bringing this shit up now? But right. Uh, or like what I don't like about people that I know coming to see me is that they know most of my jokes. So they will, either not laugh at it because it's not it doesn't tickle them you know or they will laugh like with energy that i know isn't genuine you know they're just like trying to help it get the laugh or whatever and you can tell the difference you know yeah that's one thing i am a little concerned about just because like i'm pretty good with crowd work but it's never good with people you know um yeah so I'm hoping, like, hey, like, what's this- up? You you married or whatever? And they're like, dude, it's me, Leslie from high school. And you're like, come on, like, fucking pl- play the game. <laughs> like, don't just talk to me. That's what it's funny when people think like um, I've put up crowd work videos before and people are like, this is great, but it's got to be staged. And I'm like, you don't understand how hard it would be to stage like a heckler situation. Yeah. You know, it, it would be virtually impossible. And if you tried to do it, it would just come off terribly the only one that i have ever seen that was decent was uh oh shit now i can't even think of his name uh the drunk comedy central guy where he went to bars and stuff uh david David tell yeah and his comedy special he like started in on some midget jokes or something like that and then had a dwarf friend who was also a comedian i'm pretty sure but she like stands up in the audience like fuck you and like you and they cameras were all on her so it was obviously they were ready to watch this girl do what she did and she like walked out or i don't know what she did exactly but i remember being like that definitely was not genuine that was something they planned but no like heckler videos are all just a guy being witty you know yeah, I won't mention his name, but there is one comedian out there that's literally made a career off of fake heckle videos. Anybody who knows comedy probably knows who I'm talking about, but uh, we're not going to bring up his name. Um, are I'm, they fake? I'm pretty positive. If I had to bet, I would bet that they are. Um, let's talk about Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House that nobody saw coming, um, who is um, 
again, I met, you know, I made this comment on the last podcast about, about Jim Jordan and how about how it was the, all the evidence I needed to know that the government on some level was, or on the main level, um, that was all the proof that you need that they're, that they don't want what's best for the country. But I think this guy, without even really knowing much about him, might be the best thing for the country as far as the speaker, because he seems to align with a lot of the things that we think. And we all know that what you and I think is probably what's best for the country. Of course it is, because <laughs> we use logic and common sense. Um, but yeah, he's a um, he's a MAGA Republican. He's a big Trump guy, which is a big reason he got he got the nod to become speaker, right? Because of Trump. You know, I don't know. Like I, I, it's really interesting because they got, I mean, it was unanimous. Every Republican in the house of representatives voted for this guy. And, and with everybody else, there were between five and 30 of them that were like, nah, fuck that guy. So I don't know what was said to who and what secret room or what, but somebody convinced all however many 220 something of them to vote for this guy. And, uh, yeah, I didn't really know. I mean, I recognized his face once, once it came out and people started showing old clips of him and I'm like, Oh yeah, that guy, like I've always liked that guy, but I just never paid attention to who he was or where he was from or what he was doing or any of that stuff. So yeah, it, it, I think he is a good pick, but you know, who knows what's going to happen now. He's also a big election denier, um, which just means a guy who doesn't think that the 2020 election was 100 percent like valid. Yeah. And I think more and more people are getting on board with that, at least because um, I was just in Oregon, like I said, which is supposed to be a pretty liberal state, even though I've never had a bad show in Oregon. Um, and I say things that liberals or progressives or whatever you want to call them generally wouldn't like or you wouldn't think they would like um yeah. but i've always done well there i used to kill in portland which maybe that city's changed but it would have had to have changed a lot and i was there within the last six to eight years um and had some I, I amazing think it has changed a lot in the last six to eight years but i've never been there so i don't know but I'm well, I sure. straight up, I straight up asked them if they thought the election was stolen, and it got oh, a you, pretty. You yeah. were in Oregon recently. Well, I wasn't Portland, but yes, it was Oregon. Uh, um, but well, it, I mean, that's like anywhere else, you know. I mean, even California, you know, you're like ah, a bunch of fucking Democrats there, and it's like, yeah, maybe in like downtown L.A., but not yeah. like up in wherever, you know. Yeah, well, that's true too, but. Um, I, I don't know. To me, it's just one of those things that's so like, how do you how do you believe this shit is legit? You know, um, but whatever. Obviously, people do believe it, and uh, so I'm just I'm just excited that he. Uh, um, I felt kind of stupid because literally after we wrapped up the last podcast, like that that day, he became the speaker, and I'm like, we just put out a thing, me bitching about Jim Jordan, and then he became the guy, but. Whatever. It's not perfect. Um, so what else do we want to talk about? Should we talk about illegal immigration? Do we do we have a video for it? Yeah, we can show this. Uh, this was a week or two ago, but they basically just opened a, a, a giant literal floodgate and let a bunch of people in. And so this is uh, them 
I, I heard recently uh, before I played this that there was uh, that by the time the 2024 election comes around, there will be, I think, just since Biden got in, there will have been 10 million illegal people across the country. And do they get to vote? For some reason, I always grew up thinking they couldn't vote. But from what I, what I hear, they get to vote. So 10 million is a lot of people if they all get to because you know who they'd vote for. Uh, yeah, I mean, they don't get to vote in the like presidential election or anything. And if they're not citizens as of yet, you never know that they might do a court thing and some crazy shit might happen. And they'll be like, hey, if you're in America, you get to vote. All right. But as of now, no, there are some cities uh, that are trying to get it to at least let them vote for local elections and stuff like that because it's like they live in this city they should have a say and it's like yeah but they're here illegally dude yeah all right well here's the video like a concert's worth of people. And what are they chanting? What does Si Se Pueda mean? Uh, it's something along the lines of like, yes, we can, or like, we did it, or something like that. Hmm. Well, give them all cell phones and a monthly fucking salary. Yeah, somebody was talking about this earlier, not the immigration thing necessarily, but just the fact that like in America. Oh, wait, actually, damn it. I was just about to quote a video <laughs> that we have. I'm going to let this guy talk uh, here. Play that real quick, because that's somewhat related. Okay. Of El Salvador, who turned that country from the murder capital of the world to 300 homicide free days. The demise of the U.S. has to come from within. Right? The enemies have to be inside. Not, not really outside. No, no, no external enemy can, could, can cause so much damage as internal. It's an internal operation. When you're, here, you're watching internal operations here, you, you can see them in, the, in cities. Cities that were pristinely beautiful 30 years ago are wastelands right now. You would see people, I mean, I'm from El Salvador, third world country in Central America. And myself, I can see cities here and say, I don't want to, I want to live here. So that, that would be unthinkable three decades ago. Totally unthinkable. That a Salvadoran wouldn't want to live in a U.S. city, in a U.S. main city. I mean, Los Angeles, San New York, Francisco, Chicago, yeah. Well, uh, Philadelphia, Baltimore. When you look how the cities are eroding so fast, this has to be by design. I mean, who, who I mean, who would make so many stupid decisions like okay we're gonna we're gonna give you money for drugs really they're doing that in some cities they're giving people drugs i mean they're literally giving people drugs in some u.s cities or they say okay we're gonna give you money if you don't work or we're gonna you know they make all of these laws that make no sense that's the video you sent me it cut off i wish that uh, we had a longer version of it but Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize it cut off. But yeah, it's all by design, dude. The border, the um, the collapse of the economy, it's all by design as far as I'm concerned. The central bankers, um, 
are trying to you know, essentially destroy America. And and if maybe it's a grand grandiose statement to make, but if Trump doesn't get in, I think they'll be successful. And if he gets in, um, they won't. So you better vote for him, you dumbasses. <laughs> this message has been approved by Donald J. Trump. <laughs> No, that was on uh, uh, Dan Bongino was talking about that the other day. And I like his overall attitude and stuff, but I don't like that he still talks like Biden is doing these things as opposed to like all of the secret people that are behind Biden, you know. Um, but he said, like, if if you wanted to destroy America, what would you do differently than what Biden is doing right now? Like, there's no way that you could do it better than, than they're doing as we speak. Like you would open the borders, you would drive inflation through the roof, you would print trillions of dollars. So inflation would, would go up even more. Uh, you would do the thing the El Salvador guy was saying. You'd give money to homeless people to, so they could stay homeless. You'd give drugs to drug addicts so they could stay addicted. Like, all of these things that we're doing, like, you would pit families against one another because of their politics and shit. Like, I, I don't know. Like, none of it is... None of it's just like, oh, we were just trying to do it. It reminds me of the COVID stuff because they're now they're coming out and being like, yes, we we agree. We were wrong about everything. But look, we were just doing what we thought was best at the time. And it's like, no, you were doing what they told you to do, whoever they are like we and uh, millions of other people were questioning it the whole time. And you guys were part of it that were saying, no, you shut the fuck up. Like, listen to what we say. The science is settled. And it's like, no, and none of it was. You were just saying that you were lying. So you can't come out now and be like, hey, you know, we were just doing our best. It's like, no, you were lying your best. Yeah. For Joe Biden to be, um, He's not making those decisions. I, I I never hear this comparison, but I feel like Joe Biden is very much like George Bush in that he didn't make any real decisions. Everything was just, he was the mouthpiece for it, but there was always somebody else telling him what to do. Um, and I, I don't think I've ever heard that comparison. I don't know if I've ever really thought about it until now, but I think they're very similar in that regard. Um, Joe Biden is just a complete puppet. Um you know, he was never he was never voted in on his ability to be the president. He was he was installed on his ability to do whatever the fuck he was told to do for, you know, to pr protect his own uh, nefarious shit and to uh, protect the people be in front of him, behind him, whatever you want to say, uh, meaning like the deep state and Obama and Clinton and all those dicks. Yep. I was yep. trying to look up like what people work in the Joe Biden administration that also worked in the Obama administration. And the first thing that popped up is not that at all, but it it's a uh, stat summary of the types of people who work in the White House under Joe Biden. Did you know that there are six Asian males and six Asian females that work in the White House? There's 15 black people that work in the White House, only two black dudes. The rest are chicks. We've got 11 Hispanics, we've got 61 whites, and we've got one dude 
we don't even know what he is. <laughs> That's what it says on this <laughs> unknown. Um, yeah, I wonder what that would be under Trump. You know, the I, I wonder what his administration was if you break it down by like race and stuff. Because I think people would be surprised at how many like minorities and gay people and that kind of shit that he had yeah. on his staff as well. Well, they don't even say gay or straight on here. As uh, I don't think. Um, let's see here. His chief of staff is Ronald Klain, who was. Uh, it just says prior executive branch experience. So I wish that it said that he worked under Obama, but all of these people almost have prior executive branch uh, experience. And I assume most of them didn't work for Trump. So to me, that says that those people are probably from the Obama administration. I mean, senior advisor to the president's, uh, oh, I guess there's more than one of those deputy chief of staff, uh, counselor to the president. Um, just all of these random jobs that nobody thinks about. And it's like, oh, she's just a, a senior advisor to the counselor of the president. Like what? How much control could that person have? But it's like that person has a ton of control because they're like the fifth person on the list of people who work under the president. So they're fucking if they make a phone call to anybody in Washington, D.C., those people drop what they're doing and talk to that person like they have power, you know? Yeah. And we've talked about the lit the uh, list I've found one time that had all the uh, Obama administration that were literally married to members of the media. Um, sure. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of that, but I also like, that's the thing is that nobody ever does these, these things the opposite way, you know, but we have these questions. That's one thing I'm excited about AI for. So I can ask these very specific questions to something and get an answer right away because it's like you said, like, all right, I've seen the stats for for Biden's administration. Show me Trump's administration stats in the same sort of table here and show me immediately. But uh, we don't have it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of AI, it's not necessarily AI, but I was I was reading something today or maybe listening to something. I don't know. It all runs together. But about how like Chipotle is Chipotle, the restaurant is coming up with uh, they're testing robots that like make salads and people's burritos and shit because labor costs are getting so absurdly high. That's something people don't realize about minimum wage going up is that it makes everything else go up too. When you have to pay these crazy rates for people um, and, and inflation is going through the roof and the, the ignorant people out there who think that like, Oh, that stuff, that's Trump stuff finally coming to fruition. That, that is, that's something Dennis Prager pointed out in that 2000 mules documentary is that they do such an excellent job of keeping people um, on that side of things ignorant about the truth. Um, and that's something they've used for a long time about concerning politics is, oh, that's from the prior administration, that stuff just now kicking in. And Trump's the first guy that came along that I realized that that was all bullshit. Because if he said something on Friday, it was done on Monday. Um, so he got rid of a lot of that, a lot of that red tape. But anyway, I say all that to say is I, it's it's interesting to me. I I don't think um, the stuff Trump did has anything to do with what you're seeing right now in the uh, 
rise of inflation. Like the other night I went out, it was Halloween night and I went to get this healthy ice cream that my wife and I like. It's delicious. It's Nick's something, but it's like $8 a pint. And I was going to get two pints of ice cream and I was going to, I decided I was going to get her some flowers. So I, I, I grabbed 20 bucks and I'm like, that'll be enough. And then I'm like, no, that's not going to be enough. And it wasn't dude. It cost $25 for these cheap flowers and two pints of ice cream. It's like, fuck man. Like this is insane. You know? Um, anyway, it's, 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 uh, it's crazy how bad inflation is right now. Yeah, and I believe it's only going to get worse. There's no video of the Chipotle robot thing, but there is a a press release from Chipotle.com that says uh, they teamed up with a company called Hyphen to begin testing a new digital make line um, using intelligent automation to build bowls and salads. So I don't think it's going to be like a robot there, you know, like standing there like, hello, how are you? Like that kind of shit. I think it's gonna just be the same as like, uh, like if you go to Krispy Kreme donuts and you watch the donuts on the conveyor belt sort of thing. Like, like you could say like they just got robots making the donuts, and it's like no, they just you know developed a machine. But so yeah, now I mean you'll probably walk up to the little kiosk thing, punch in your order like white rice, no lettuce, whatever else, and. And then this machine knows, like, all right, I'm not going to open the lettuce thing on this one. I'm not going to open the brown one. I'm going to open the white one. Like, it's a pretty, for a guy who knows nothing about computers, it seems like a pretty simple algorithm to to write, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I often go I often go into these some of these restaurants, like, around here that, you know, we don't go out to eat near as much as we used to, but. Like I go into these restaurants and they're dead and they've got a manager and they've got a cook and shit. And I'm like, how does this place stay open? Like I know how expensive rent is around here and um, I don't pretend to know how any of that works, but I know having a restaurant is super expensive. Um, yeah. Well, I just and don't know how they make it. It's probably got a lot to do with, uh, you know, like there, if you go in on, on a Tuesday afternoon and it's dead, then they're like, well, we're still, we're going to make enough money on Friday and Saturday nights to like pay our bills or whatever. Otherwise, I mean, I don't, who knows? I mean, I guess they could be locked in a lease. They could have signed a long contract or something. And they're like, look, if our only other option is just close the doors and then we make absolutely nothing. Yeah. But you still got to pay, you know, all those people working there. Yeah. I don't know. But that's probably cheaper in the long run to pay them to stand around and do nothing than it is for them to be like, fuck you, I quit. What You're just not going to let me work? And then they yeah. all quit, and then a, a hundred people show up on a Friday, and you're like, uh, running around crazy because your whole staff quit. Yeah. Uh, so where do we want to go next? Um, we got people, some... people turning on Trudeau in Canada. They're rejecting the Green New Deal. Um, I was reading something about that today. They... Um, because of the carbon tax, um, he decided to put that off for another three years because people are waking up to the fact that the Green New Deal, if you're watching this and you're not awake to it, which you probably are if you're watching this, it's all bullshit. It's all a money laundering scheme. The core temperature of the earth has gone up like two degrees in 30 years. It's it's all a crock of shit. Yeah, it is. And it's I've thought that for years, and I tried arguing with people about it years ago, and I didn't have the knowledge that I have now when they said like 
99.9% of scientists agree on this. And looking back in hindsight, that's the exact same thing they did during COVID. And we found out very quickly, like, yeah, 99% of the, of the scientists that you will let publicly speak agree with you. The other ones, when they try to speak, they get banned from Twitter or they get misinformation off of Facebook or anything like that. It's the same with climate shit. Like if you agree that that us driving cars and eating beef is destroying the world, then you get your grant from the government to to do science or whatever. And if you don't agree with that, then you don't get shit. So you're better off either agreeing or keeping your mouth shut. And that's exactly what everybody's done. Yeah, and if you don't think that the central bankers and the you know, pharmaceutical companies actually run this country, essentially, um, you know, more and more stuff comes out all the time about like people who have been vaccinated and and how it's not a good idea to do it and all that. And you still see the commercials for it. I'm like, I just read an article from a reputable paper saying you shouldn't get this vaccine, and they're just like, yeah, well fuck it. We're still going to pimp it out there. It's just, it's amazing to me. Yeah. That's another thing Bongino brought up the other day was like the version of AI that we're all getting right now. Like if you try to use chat GPT or something like that, and you say like, uh, you know, write a poem, uh, in a positive manner about Joe Biden, then it totally will. And if you say the same thing about Donald Trump, then it's like, uh, we try to not get political, so we can't really provide an answer for that one. And so it's very left leaning AI, you know, but Bongino's point was, if we get a real AI that's that's not that doesn't lean one direction or another and only tells the truth, then all of this shit that they've done for the last however many years is easily debunked. You know, to be like, all right, did COVID kill any healthy children? No, none. Like, because they're saying that my kid still needs to get vaccinated. So, like, what the fuck with that? Like, do masks work? No, they don't. Why? Like, tell me, show me a video why. Like, if AI can handle all of that stuff, or if it's programmed to give us honest answers about mm -hmm. things, then then it just, it destroys their whole case, you know? Did Trump yeah. do anything illegal? Is a president allowed to take classified documents? Uh, is a vice president or a senator allowed to take classified documents? Like, oh, the AI is telling me. And that's what we've come to now, where it's like, if you repeat the bullshit, then you're a left-leaning person. If you use logic and try to speak facts, then you're a right-wing extremist. Yeah. When the truth is that most people are somewhere in the middle going, I don't really know about anything. Yeah, but that alone makes you a right-wing extremist. Like, I don't know. We've talked about this before, but, like, I don't think there's any... I don't think the Tiki Torch guys were really Trump supporters. I think they were fucking feds or Antifa people dressed up. I don't think any of the... Uh, I was going to say any of the January 6th, but there were lots of Trump supporters there on January 6th. But I don't think the people that were causing all of the mayhem were actually Trump supporters. I think they were all planted there. Um, I don't know. It's uh, I th hopefully more and more truth will come out eventually. But as far as I know, everybody that's a Trump supporter is like, hey, man, like, I don't love the guy, but I love what he did for the country. And I love like 
the idea that I could just get a job, work 40 hours a week and be able to support my family. Like that's what we were headed towards. And instead of now, it's like, eh, if you don't want to work, don't go to work. Just listen to your feelings. Like we'll pay your bills. We'll take care of you. And it's like, that's not good. That's not good for anything. Yeah. Yeah. And especially in the long run, um, it might be, it might sound good for a little while, but you know, as my dad to say, dad used to say, you can't, you, you can't go to a well too many times before it fucking runs dry. And we're $33 trillion in debt, dude. That, that is, you can't even wrap your brain around that kind of number. No, it doesn't even mean anything. $33 trillion. Um, All right, we're right at an hour. So we're going to wrap it up here pretty soon. But what do you want to do to close us out here? Um, well, first of all, before we switch subjects, uh, the magnitude of difference between billion and million can be illustrated with this example of the time scale. A million seconds is 12 days. A billion seconds is 31 years. And a trillion seconds is 31,688 years. Jeez. So... A, a, a trillion is so much more than a billion. And it's like, we're just printing trillions. We're just sending hundreds of billions to Ukraine and shit. And uh, yeah. Oh shit. We are at an hour. We hardly played any videos today. We did a pretty good job just winging it. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed this podcast. Um, yeah. That, you can't even wrap your brain around around something like that. And the Rockefellers, I think it's the Rockefellers, or the Rothschilds, they're basically one and the same. They're, those families are worth like 500 trillion, just the family. So if you don't think a family that big can wreak havoc, um, meaning like the central bankers, which is essentially who that is, um, you're out of your oh, mind. Yeah. Let's watch this Elon video real quick. Speaking oh, of yeah. Yeah. This is a great video. Ready when you are. Boris, I don't know. I mean, he had a very difficult upbringing. Um, and uh, I, in my opinion, he fundamentally hates humanity. That's my opinion. Really? Yeah. I mean, well, he's doing things that erode the fabric of civilization. You know, uh, getting DAs elected who refuse to prosecute crime. That's part of the problem in San Francisco and L.A. and a bunch of other cities. So why would you do that? Was it humanity or is it just the United States as a whole? I mean, is I mean he's doing pushing things in other countries too. He's not doing just the here. same thing? Yeah. Now, George at this point is pretty old. I mean, he's not, uh, you know, he's basically a bit senile at this point. But, I mean, he, 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 and, and he's, he, he's, a, he's very smart. Um, and he's very good at arbitrage. You know, famously, he uh, shorted the British pound. That's sort of how uh, I think he made his first uh, money was shorting the pound. Um, so he's, he's good at spotting, uh, basically, arbitrage, like spotting value for money that other people don't see. So uh, one of the things he noticed was that in, in, in that, that the value for money in local races is much higher than it is in national races. So the lowest value for money is a presidential race. Then next lowest value for money is a Senate race, then a Congress, and then. But once you get to sort of city and state district attorneys, um, the value for money is extremely good. And uh, Soros realized that you don't actually need to change the laws; you just need to change how they're enforced. 
if nobody chooses to enforce the law or the laws are differentially enforced, it's life changing. That was, did you watch that whole interview? No, I, I don't get, it's hard for me to watch entire interviews of anything anymore, but, um, no, if you can't, if you can't see that and you're just listening to it, he's talking about George Soros, the bang shit starter in the world. Yeah. But the main point that he's making is like on, on a return for your investment. If you spend millions of dollars to try to get a certain president elected, then it doesn't affect a whole lot as far as your day-to-day -day life goes. But if you just spend a couple of million dollars to get a local district attorney uh, elected over some other guy that's running for district attorney and you put somebody in there that specifically you, you sit down and say like, you know, don't charge black people with uh, robbing anyone. If a black guy gets arrested for robbing someone, you, you put them in the cell for a few hours and then you release them on a signature bond and you don't give them a court date, like just let them go. And they're like, all right. And then you've got all of these. It's to the point in certain cities where people are like, dude, it's not even worth it for me to call the police because the police are just like, we're busy. Like we got a lot going on. And they know that if they show up and arrest this guy, that guy's going to know that it was me that called the cops on him and he's going to be out in a few hours. So he's going to come here and kick the shit out of me if, if the cops get called on him. So I'm just not going to do anything. And then that just compounds over and over again. And, now you're living like San Francisco is a good example. Like you in every city, there's a block or two where people are like, don't walk down that street by yourself late at night. Like, cause that's the really bad area. You know, that's like becoming more and more all of San Francisco now where it's like, yeah, you don't want to walk around there unless you've got like some big strong guys with you or something. Yeah. Right. If you can do that in enough places you can eventually destroy the entire country and, and you know i don't wish death on anyone i mean i try not to but like you know that guy's gonna die soon but he's got a son coming up who apparently is just as bad if not worse than him so oh yeah and he's probably got a thousand people that work for him or adjacent to him that all believe in the same thing that he believes and when he dies i'm sure he's gonna have a big will or whatever and he's gonna What's the word like split that money up for all of those people and a good chunk of it will probably go directly to his son who doesn't think much differently than his dad does. Yeah. Um, what did I write down earlier? Damn it. I wanted to, I wanted to make this point. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that believe that the uh, um, it's a Luciferian agenda. Kill, kill, steal and destroy is what the devil's all about. You know, so you wonder like, why do these people do this? People who, who, don't need the money. They don't necessarily even need the power at this point. Um, according to some people, and it's hard not to dismiss at the very least, um, it's a Luciferian agenda. You know, the people who are trying to destroy this country get off on the pain it causes people and the destruction. And, uh, you know, I understand that seems out there to some people, but I also don't know if it's not true. Yeah, I don't either. It's weird that we're that we're still in. I it's a long conversation, I guess, because it gets all into simulation theory and that kind of shit. But it's it's so weird that there might be magic people out there that run everything, and we just don't know for sure. 
And it's just, it's so weird that like you would think there would be some definite proof, but then that gets into simulation theory. Like maybe we're in a simulation where there is no proof. And this is what they want us to experience is like, how does a majority of civilization act when there may or may not be a God? Yeah. Well, and it's this, this is how we act is like, uh, it's like, I've always looked at God the way that I used to, the first few years that I went to elementary school, a school bus was just a school bus. And then somewhere around fifth or sixth grade, they had these little boxes at the front of the bus with like a little black mirror or a black window in it. And they could put a video camera inside that box, but the window was blacked out. So you couldn't see through the box. So it just became like there might be a camera in there. So you kids better behave because if you misbehave and the camera's on, we're showing it to your parents or your teachers or whatever, and your ass is going to be in trouble. So we would all behave because the camera might be there. But then every once in a while you'd come in and the whole box would be, it's on like a hinge. It would just be open and empty and we would all just be like, woo, and like do crazy shit that day. Cause it's like, there's definitely not a camera today. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I do believe in God. Everybody knows that. But um, I also believe that the God of this world is Satan. That's what the Bible says. And uh, Jesus will eventually come back. But, uh, and a lot of people think we're in the end times right now. And people have said that for a long time. But, um, the if, if you're a Bible person and I'm no expert on it, but a lot of things are pointing in that direction that 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 it's that is coming to an end. And hopefully it won't be before Mike's special comes out. Oh, God, I hope, man. <laughs> That's what according to Pew Research Center. Oh, this is a few months ago, but 39 percent of adults believe humanity is, quote, living in the end times. Um this thing here says, is war in Israel part of the fulfillment of Bible prophecy? That was just a few days ago. Um, let's see. What does the Bible say about that? Uh, uh, let's just say for the sake of point that Israel decided to strike Iran. What would that produce? Well, it could produce a conflict we read about in Ezekiel 38. The Bible says that Magog will come against her will. See that alone. Like, what the fuck does Magog mean? And how do you take that and be like, they mean Israel? So I don't know. That's uh, uh, enough. Well, some people think Magog is is Russia. My, my my pastor was talking about that not too long ago. And uh, okay, yeah, well, we'll let's let's assume that that that's what it is. Then, uh, so Russia will come against her will. The Bible describes hooks in her jaws pulling her forward, almost as though Russia is coming in reluctantly, along with her ally Persia or AKA Iran. Um. Am I saying with absolute certainty that this scenario will play out? No. But if you get up in the morning and you read this headline, Russia attacks Israel, fasten your seatbelt. Oh, I guess I could have figured out what Magog was if I had just read another paragraph. Uh, because you're seeing Bible prophecy fulfilled in your lifetime. What should Christians be doing? Uh, praying, it says. <laughs> I don't know. That was just one example. But I feel like there's probably a lot of people that could course that gets into like uh what is that like confucius type stuff or no not confucius who's the other guy that like predicted the future 
Nostradamus. Nostradamus stuff where it's like, uh, you know, like a, a powerful country will have a hard time and then things will get better. And people are like, oh, he met Europe during the and it's like, dude, it's horoscope shit. Like he was just being generic on all of it. So who, who wrote that, by the way? Was that Greg Laurie that wrote that? What? What you were just reading. Uh, it says war in Israel. It's from Harvest. Yep. org. Yeah. OK. Who is that? That's Greg, Greg Laurie. That's that's my that's the we've been going to that church. It's in uh, he's got a few of them, but that's the guy that Jesus Revolution movie was based on. Oh, and when you, were, when you were reading that, I was like, that's what I got that from. So. Hmm. All right. Well, look yeah. at that. Yeah. If Russia attacks Israel, um, he was saying that he said that the other day, look to the heavens because shit's about to go down. <laughs> so anyway, it's very interesting stuff. Is there anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Uh, nope, I don't think so. I can't think of anything. I'm going to go to my grandma's and eat soup. Oh, I'm on day. Today's day 10 of low carb. Uh, and I've been doing pretty well on that. No, no, uh, cheat days or anything yet. My goal is to make it to Thanksgiving and that's going to be my first official cheat day. And then I'll do one a week after that, but I need to get into like ketosis stage, you know, but yeah. I can already tell the difference. I'm down like 12 pounds in the last week and, uh, I've been sleeping longer, which, I guess you could look at both ways. Like that's cause your body's fucking tired. You're not giving it nutrients, but I think it's just because I'm, I'm being healthier. You know, my body is staying asleep instead of like apnea myself awake every 30 minutes. Like I have been. Yeah. I feel much better when I don't eat carbs and especially sugar. The other night on Halloween, we should probably talk about this off air, but um, <laughs> the other night on Halloween, we got this big ass basket of candy and I can't just eat a piece of candy and be done. So, um, so I popped one in my mouth, one of these little miniature snicker things and I just spit it out because I knew I was going to just go nuts on it. And then I was, you know, then 30 minutes later, I would feel like complete shit. And mm -hmm. probably it probably take me the whole next day to recover from all that sugar. So I just I just had some discipline and freaking spit it out. And even before this, Mike, we've got these we've got these things called power curls. They're they're basically I don't know. They're like chips, but they're fucking delicious. And before we started this podcast, I started to eat a couple of them. And I'm like, you can't eat two of those. You know how that is. You'll be <laughs> like you'll be like putting the podcast off just so you can put 100 of these in your mouth. And then why? You only feel good about it for like the 10 seconds that you're eating it and then it feels like shit. So that's oh, what yeah. I that's what I like about being on a strict diet is because it it reinforces the feeling of like like if I'm eating whatever I want, if I'm eating pizza and ice cream and fucking whatever else, you know, like all the time, then it feels good while I'm eating it. And that's the only time it feels good. It feels a little good, like while it's preparing or whatever, and I get to smell it and like be excited about it. Like that's all fine or whatever. But the next, the entire digestion process, the shit process, uh, the energy it gives me, all of that is negative. Whereas when you're dieting, it's the exact opposite. You feel terrible while you're eating a bowl of fucking chicken and lettuce or whatever like god but the moment you're full you're like man i'm glad that i ate that instead of something terrible and then you can like feel the energy from it and so you get positive benefits for the next eight to 12 hours and good shits and all that like it's just great i'm not to the good shits point yet i'm still in the detox phase where my asshole literally hurts right now but <laughs> 
but that I know from experience that will go away and, and it will, I'll be, I'll be one of those guys that poops one turd every day and, and I'll be done. None of this like mess. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, Hebrews 12, 11, it's uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get it completely right, but Hebrews 12, 11 is all about discipline and how it sucks in the moment. But once you do it, it, it you know, I'm paraphrasing of course, but uh, it's worth it. Being disciplined is worth it. So I hope you keep it up. And uh, without for any further the, ado, for the gonna... moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. There you go. So good. Uh, it says in the Bible. <laughs> all, right, all right. Mike. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I keep forgetting to pimp this. I used to do it all the time, but if you go to making it happen, M A C A N it happen.com help out little Bo making and his family and make sure you get tickets to my special at improv KC and on November 22nd and uh, watch Mike on quite frankly. And I believe that's it. God bless all of you. Thanks for tuning in and take care. Goodbye. Goodbye.